Hey, Mum, come and have a look at this. I've got something to show you. Oh, God, what do you want now, Arthur? Go on, read it out. Mummy's Boy with Arthur Hill, a brand new podcast starring Arthur Hill and his mother, Lisa. What the bloody hell is this? I've signed us up to do a podcast. See, this is the contract. Oh, Arthur. It's Mummy's Boy. Mummy's Boy is my new podcast where I head back home each week to catch up with my mum and help bring her into the 21st century. Listen to Mummy's Boy every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. This is a crowd podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Ben, Joy Boy, Joyce. To be more like Ben, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show and become an official sponsor today. If you're feeling low, the Joe Marler Show will give you things to talk about. If you're feeling down, then the bearded clown will give you things to talk about. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm Jeremy Marler, and it's Tom Flores. Hello, baby, Tom. Do you know what? That, seeing you do that in the flesh is so disturbing. It's just, it's taken on some quite sinister, especially when you're doing it when you're not speaking. Yeah, but I'm trying to stay in character, aren't I? <laughs> so it's, you know, and it's actually really, really, really good on my lips. Does it? Yeah, it's like making them a little bit numb. Try that a bit. It's make. Hang on. It's making the top lip would be the top lip. This is fucking brilliant. I love it. <laughs> I think we should stop though because I was pretty sure the listener yeah, is like, oh, well, the signal's really bad. I'm going to cut it out. No, don't cut out. Please don't cut it out. The signal is absolutely fine. Me and Tom are just pratting about. Sorry. Joe, the episode is all about water. Should we get our guest on? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> our guest today is Joe. No, it's not me. It's another Joe. Joe is a listener and also a Patreon of the Joe Marler Show. So, well done, Joe. Why the fuck do I keep saying Joe? Why are there so many Joes? Because your name's Joe and so's our guest, so it's inevitable. Okay, this is going to... Okay, Joe. Right. Joe. Water Joe. Can we call him... Can we call you Water Joe? Absolutely fine. Okay, perfect. Water Joe works with water. And has assured our producer, Lou... Right, hang on. Before we get all out there, thing Daisy is also. When I said I was reading this last night, she said it's water. Can I call it water, or is that going to fuck off our listeners? Do you call it what you want to call it. If you, you sure? Yeah. I say water. I know. You've Are you right with that? Water. I've noticed. Yeah. Water. Okay, fine. I'll go again. Right. Water Joe works with water and has assured our producer Louise that there's definitely enough to talk about when it comes to water. So, welcome, Water Joe. Hello. Now I've said water too many times. <laughs> so fucking Joe and water, that, this is ridiculous. Water Joe, how do you say water? Well, I'm from the north, so it's water. Water. How do you say water? Water. Oh. <laughs> right, at the end of last week's show, I asked you a very simple question, Tom. Still or sparkling? The suspense is finally over because it's been at the forefront of Why my mind. Why did I say you had to wait? I can't remember. I think you were just in one of those moods, yeah, right. mate. You know what you like. Mm. You blow hot and cold. You're mm. up and down. You're peaks and troughs. You're like a roller coaster to me sometimes. Come on. Joe, if... Well, obviously, the water that comes out my tap is still, so ordinarily I would drink still water. If I were buying water 
at a newsagent's, um, I would occasionally treat myself to a sparkling on the basis that it's less boring. What sort of sparkling? What do you mean? Is there a particular brand? Because there's obviously loads of different bubbles. I've not even thought... What You mean the bubbles are different, what, different sizes? Numbers, yeah. are they? Yeah. Well, let's get Water Joe to help us out with this one. He's shaking his head, so they're clearly this size. is going to be... What the do you bubbles mean they're all, all the same, same size? size? It's just carbonated water. Yes. The water might be different, but it's carbonated. Nah, mate. What nah. have you been buying? Big bubble waters. <laughs> <laughs> have you, with the cellulite reducing effects of San Pellegrino, have you noticed a big difference uh, since you started? Fuck you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Water Joe, um, I can see that you've brought along some things for us to taste. Now, we have done a lot of tasting on this show recently. Mm-hmm. Usually, actually, things that taste like. Well, we had done, Joe. We've done wine, yeah. where we actually got quite drunk, yeah. with Libby. Yeah. Cheese, where we had a tremendous oh. time with Ned. And ice cream, where we hit a sugar high. I don't know about you, but on the way home, I felt really ill and sick. No. That's where I'm in my element. <laughs> when, I, when I'm close to a food coma, that's that's my happy place. Yeah. And that even, even that horseradish ice cream that blew my nostrils was really nice. So... I'm I'm excited about this. I'm excited about the prospect of trying to make something as everyday and potentially boring. Potentially. Potentially boring. Trying to make it as exciting as possible. So no pressure, Joe. Well, it's something we take for granted, isn't it? Every day we open the tap, it comes out. We don't think anything of it. We don't think where it comes from, how it gets there, where it's stored, what's in it. At the end of the day, you know, it changes from county to county, region to region. So obviously down here you've got hard water, which has got a lot of calcium in it. Oh. It's got a bitter taste to it mm. down here compared to people in the north. Generally have got softer water. That, see, that's, that's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, you think we're soft down here. <laughs> you know, the, the old southern softies, you know, we like nice weather. And yet our water's really tough. Tough water down you know, here. It's hard yeah. water. And then you've got soft water up there. So it's crazy. We just we should all be one. We shouldn't be north south divide, <laughs> where you go. You're soft. You're hard. It's we're just you know just one. But that's quite ironic, isn't it? So you'll be used to the water down here from obviously living down here. So you'll be used to a much bitter taste, more bitter taste than we are up there. Yeah. So do you ever notice a difference? Obviously, you travel around yeah. the country. Do you ever notice a difference when you drink the water, or do you put fruit juice or squash in it? Are you a no. Are you a hard water man or are you, are you a straight water man? I've never thought about it because I never really drink San Pellegrino. I'm one of those <laughs> southern softies who's just... So you spend a fortune on bottled water? Yeah, because it helps my cellulite. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look after myself, you know? So you need to check the pH of the water that you get to your house. Why? Because if the San Pellegrino's helping you, your, your actual tap water might be helping you. So See, you... I'm intrigued about this because my, my kettle... Daisy, uh, my wife, she, only the other day, she said, oh, clean the kettle. I went, cool, what do you mean? She went, I mean, I cleaned inside it. I build up a lime scale. Lime scale. She there. said, oh, it's lovely in there, thingy. And I was like, what was, what was it not lovely? She was like, no, it was quite a lot of thingy. And is that because the water's crap? So it's not because the water's crap, it's because of the calcium in the water, because of where the water comes from. So our water up north generally lands on moorland, peatland, and then gets into the reservoirs that way. Down here, you collect a lot more calcium as your water makes its way to its reservoirs. 
and then that's what ends up in your kettle. So when you boil the water, you're leaving basically like limescale calcium deposits in your kettle. We don't have that problem. Does that mean that that calcium in the water is actually good? As in that that can help give us stronger bones, stronger teeth. So that's actually a good thing. Absolutely. So every water company on their website, you can put your postcode in and it will give you a breakdown of what is in your water. My water could beat up your water. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) shink. I have my water. That's a new one at school, isn't it? It used to be my dad can beat up your dad. So we've got samplers that check this. So we've got teams of samplers, as of all water companies, that go out and take water quality samples of the network and from customers' properties. Thousands of these are taken a year. I think Thames last year took about half a million samples well, of the just, water. They just turn up at your house and say, can I have a glass of water, please? Yep. <laughs> they knock on the door, they'll ask permission to enter, and they will take three or four <laughs> bottles of water from the tap. Greedy bastards. That's then sent off to an independent laboratory, and then we get readouts to tell us what is in that water. So similar to a, a wine taster, sommelier, We've got people who can detect the most minute amounts of contaminants in the water. So like a water sommelier? Absolutely. We asked via the Joe Marler Show Twitter account earlier on today uh, for people's feelings about their own tap water. It's developed into quite the watery fist fight. I'm going to read a few to you. Uh, (laughs) Karen Seal. Exeter. Taste has top notes of urine on a body of chlorine. What? That that to me is bad. Well, yeah, top notes of urine. How do they know what urine tastes like? <laughs> so who's, who's drunk piss before? Don't look at me like you've played rugby all your life. Oh, just stop with the stereotypes, mate. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and here's one from Paul. Paul says, one of my passions. Islington, where I live, it's fine. Burnham, Buckinghamshire, where my mother-in-law lives, utterly bloody disgusting. Like cat piss. Uh, North Wales, where my folks live, used to taste amazing, but Welsh water have been fucking with it, and it now tastes like chlorine. <laughs> These are the words of Paul on Twitter, not the Joe Marler show, if anyone from Welsh water is listening. So we can be very susceptible to chlorine in the water. We can get lots of complaints or inquiries if we change the reservoir that feeds your house. We can get a lot of people ringing up saying, why is there so much chlorine in the water? So some people can taste it, some people can't. And it can be a really chemical, sort of pungent taste if you're susceptible to it. Some people just can never taste it and can't tell the difference, which we'll, we'll probably find out later on. I'm going to say a statement to you, Water Joe. Okay. And I want you to call bullshit or not. Okay. Okay, so there's this high-ranking businesswoman involved in mm-hmm. a really top-end supermarket, naming no names, who once told me, she's on like some water board, water thing, mm-hmm. a consultation group, said that, Cocaine levels in water in most of the country tends to peak Friday, Saturday, you know, as you do, as you go out. But in London, those cocaine levels are just consistently high throughout the week. You're looking at me with bullshit eyes. Uh, I'll I'll call some bullshit on that. Please, please do. So I don't know how it would peak on a Friday and a Saturday. It takes quite a long time to treat water and get it to your tap. It's not an instant sort of response yeah, from wherever it that comes makes from. Sense. There is research out there that talks about trace elements that are found in the water. Some do mention elements from drugs yeah. that have been found in the water. 
there is research out there that talks about uh, there is trace elements of hormones um, from the pill that's taken that has ended up being a, a pretty consistent sort of um, factor in water, which is very hard to remove. So, yeah, again, there's research out there that suggests that we might be creating a problem for ourselves. My my next question that I haven't really thought through, funny enough, is how the fuck's that getting in the water? It's, it, surely that's coming from people ingesting the pill, mm-hmm. cocaine, other drugs, urinating it out, mm-hmm. and then we're using that water, are we? We're uh, using piss. Absolutely. So what? So, so, <laughs> so if you if you think of the Earth, the blue planet. We are um, 71% water on the planet. So if you take that water, 97% of that is salt water, which is pretty useless to us. That's in the sea. 97% of is the salt water. on Earth is salt water. And we can't use it? Well, desalination, very sort of energy heavy to do so, quite expensive to do so. Technology is not there yet to do you know desalination well. So... 97% salt water, so we can sort of discount that. So we've got 3% left of the water on Earth that is drinkable. 2.5% of that is captured in the ice caps, frozen, can't get to it, or it is too far underground for us to access. So that's leaving us about half a percent of the water on Earth. Joe, the, the water in the bottom of these four cups, do not, whatever you do, throw it away. Fucking hang on to it. You're saying we have only got access to half a percent of drinking water. Yep. So therefore we have to drink our own piss. So it stands to reason <laughs> that we are reusing the water, recycling the water. So when you flush your toilet or let water down your bath or your sink, that goes to a wastewater treatment works. That's then filtered and cleaned to such a point that we discharge it back into the environment. No, no. It goes back Mate, into the Mate, some of the shit that goes on in my bath, <laughs> there's no way you're cleaning that out. Yep. <laughs> And we discharge it back into the environment safely. Oh, and then no. It stands to reason that then that starts the water cycle again and so, it ends up back in the reservoirs. Well, so, hang on, where do I get all my Highland Spring bottled water from then? Don't. Oh, fuck, I've said that out loud. Clearly, you get that from the Highland Springs, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, but at, so why is there so much of that or is that fake? Are they, is that just branding? Is that actually from a spring? Uh, most likely, yeah, absolutely. But if you think of the water that's left that half a percent, we are recycling it. So, like I said, we mentioned other statistics that the water in London has been consumed a certain amount of times and has gone through humans and then is back into the system. That stands to reason because we've got such a small amount of water that is accessible. We're ultimately we're drinking the same water that cavemen were drinking, that the Romans were drinking. Oh, I quite like that because it is that's the only water we've got. It doesn't leave the earth. We've got it, it stays there. It might be ingested, it might be frozen, it might be used as part of a industrial process, but ultimately it's still on the earth. So eventually it ends up back in the water cycle. And yeah, we're, we're re-drinking it. So Joe, you're going to have to confront the fact that you have drunk people's piss, albeit treated piss. Of your England teammates, who does it disturb you the most that you may have drunk their albeit cleaned up piss? And who are you happiest or least concerned to have drunk there, albeit cleaned up piss. Luke Caron Dickey. Good or bad? Horrible piss. Really? Yeah, like acid piss. You know, like it's that thick. It's like jelly. 
Oh, it's, oh, that's what I just, yeah. It's just very drink-heavy, alcohol-heavy. Um, whose piss would I be happy? Johnny May mm. takes takes things very, very seriously. Stuff that he puts in his body, all organic, natural. He's going to have lovely piss. I think he's really nice froth to it as well. Good bit of head. How do you think your teammates would feel about your piss? Yeah, no, mine's bad. Yeah, yeah. I don't really drink that much water. I don't. I don't see um, the benefit too much in water. And yet, the more I dis- discovered in the in the research of this podcast, I realised that the world is made up of seventy one percent water. We're made up of fifty to sixty five percent water. And I'd say it's pretty important to drink water, would you, Tom? Yeah, you've taken it to quite a serious place, Joe, um, at the end of that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> For a question that began as which of your teammates' piss would you least like to drink? Well, you know, that's what we do. That's um, what we do. Joe, do me a favour. Can we take a pause there? I've drunk quite a lot of water. My bladder is close to exploding all over you. So in the meantime, here's the ads. Hello, I'm Sam Walker. I've spent the last few months talking to this guy. I'm a hunter. It's what I do. He's called KC. Our rules of engagement are pretty simple. If we have to pull a trigger on one person, they're all going to go. He's an American vigilante. And there is one of the biggest men I've ever seen. And he's got a knife in his hand. He rescues kidnapped children. There's no feeling in the world like putting a child back in the arms of its parents. By any means necessary. Well, it's ugly. You want me to make sure I don't hurt anybody? He scares me. And he kind of looked at me, and I said, I swear to God, I said, if you do anything other than what I told you to do, I said, I'm going to kill you right here. And he might scare you. About got tears in your eyes right now just thinking about that, don't you? Download the podcast, American Vigilante. Download American Vigilante. Out now. Now. Beneath the veneer of the everyday lurks the realm of the spy. From Wondery, I'm Raza Jaffrey. This is The Spy Who, the podcast exploring true spy stories you were never meant to hear, with secret operatives playing to very different rules. We'll reveal the invisible work of the world's intelligence services, unearthing daring missions packed with danger, deceit, and double crosses. Follow The Spy Who wherever you listen to podcasts. Right, it's that time in the pod where we thank our lovely Patreons, the official sponsors of The Joe Marler Show. Richard Tricky Dicky Kellaway. Kyle Isle of Lewis. Sir Alex Myatt. Matthew Rusty Ruskin Windy Ian Miller and Matt Knockloss Williams To be more like Richard, Kyle, Alex, Matthew, Ian and Matt go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show and grow the show Uh, There is no feeling, Joe, like emptying a full bladder Um, We've got some waters in front of us I imagine we're going to do some tasting here, Joe are you, are you in any way confident, Joe, that you're going to be able to taste the difference between 
these things which are all meant to be tasteless. My overriding emotion right now is just lacking confidence in (laughs) what the fuck we're doing and how we're going to make a podcast. And also, you know, my lack of trust still very prevalent. What's the word? That's fine, yeah. My trust levels are still very prevalent in my life and there's something inside me that thinks that you've teamed up with Louise, the producer, and they're all the same water that you've just poured in (laughs) from a bottle and you're going to try and change my mind by saying, "Mm, you taste a bit... You can taste the metallic mm, flavour in that, can't you? And it's bollocks, but you're making me think like that. So that's anyway. Let's just get on with it. Um, let's stop with the scepticism. There's only one way to find out. Okay, right. What what number should we go with first then? Water Joe. Let's begin with start number with number one. one. Start with number one. Okay, number one. It is. How are we doing this? Is there any tasting techniques as there were with Libby and the wine, or are we just thank you, Water Joe, or are we just drinking it like it's water, which it is? So think of words like. Softness, sharpness, bitterness. Can you taste any lockness, residual chlorine in there? It's a bit fishy, this one. <laughs> Talk me through the aroma of number one. Okay. <sighs> Smells a bit swimming pool. Mm. I can smell swimming pool. <sighs> right, have a gargle. Oh, God. Have a gargle. Give me the first word that comes into your head now. Pond. <laughs> it's very. It's quite mm. plain. <laughs> it's water. It's no, not. no, like that's 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 very plain. It's very saliva-like. Like just. Are you tasting your own saliva? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. Mm. So so does it sound? Uh, does it taste familiar? Have you? Is that something you've drunk before? Is that I've local definitely to tasted you? that before, but I wouldn't say that that's my. It's hard to judge whether it's local to me because we fil- we put our water in a filter, right? Okay. So would that would us putting water in a filter and then putting it in the fridge change the taste? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you you're affecting the makeup of that water in a good or a bad way. It's it's relevant to your taste. So you're taking potentially, you know. It, whether it be iron or whether it be, depending on what filter you've got, whether it be chlorine out of there, depending on your taste. So harder water, people tend to use filters more, so your Brita filters, whether they be in your fridge or whether they be in the jug, um, we tend to find people in harder water areas use those a lot more. So what we should do is taste that one compared to the next one now, because I think you'll taste a difference. So we've had number one. Joe, I know what you mean when you say it's a bit flat. Yeah, it's like not much going on there. Should we have a there's no like, two? there's no bitterness to it. It feels quite soft. Mm. That feels like a, it feels soft in my mouth. Ooh. And now I, t- I can't work out whether I'm making that up, and it's like a placebo effect because I'm saying to my head, it feels soft, or it does feel soft. Right, let's launch into number number two. This is number two, is it? This one doesn't seem to have a smell. That other one did smell. Let's have a gargle. Okay. Mm. It's a bit, bit tangy. Something going on at the end of that one. Yeah, there is. I don't know whether it's because it's colder as well. Do you like it more or less than number one? I like it more because no, it's do. colder. Mm. But I think if number one was colder, I would prefer number one. But this has definitely still got a tang. Towards like the end, doesn't it? A little... Yeah, after I can... So number three. Okay, thank you. 
Lovely, thank you very much. Lovely, cheers, cheers, cheers. Whoa, I'm smelling this one. Cheers all. Get a load of that. Yeah. That is really smelly water. <laughs> oh, God. Have you taken a shit in this this cup? <laughs> Have you done one of those that you know that old trick where you wipe your ass with your finger and then you go? Have you smelt this pint? Oh, yeah, that, that old trick. <laughs> what you've done with the rim of these cups? God, it's really smelly water. Fuck, that's strong. That's really chemically. Yeah, it is. That's. Oh, I mean, that's, that's really horrible. chemical. It's still going. So chemically, that's interesting. So chlorine. That's yeah. a lot of chlorine. Right. Okay. That's interesting. That feels. Ugh. So that's quite a strong reaction, different to the first two. That's quite, that's, that's, as, that's close to swimming pool for me. Mm. When you get a mouthful of swimming pool, you know, and you go to spit it out at, yeah. you, at Jasper's eye. <laughs> <laughs> that's So from a tasteless, odourless water now, we're getting a lot of different descriptions coming out. Jesus Christ, man. That is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> God, I can't four. wait to find out where that water's from that you've just bagged so hard. <laughs> Okay. How do you, trouble is, how do you cleanse your palate between water tasting? Do we get some sorbet in? Can we get some sorbets get in? some wine. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, <clears throat> this is another smelly one for me. What do you think, Joe? Get your, get your beak in there. Yeah, I'm just trying to look at some of the consistencies, you know. Can I see any bits in it? Oh, there's a couple of bits. It's very smelly. Some bits in that one, okay. Okay, here we go. That's an ugh. That's another really ugh. Don't you reckon that's that's shit? That's disgusting. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't taste of shit, but have you ever eaten shit? No. Should I? Oh, mate. The other day, uh, oh. I camped out, camped out in my garden in a tent, and we had we put like a little cinema screen up for the oh, kids. We watched Crudes too. Yeah. In there, the kids loved it. Afterwards, we camped out. I camped out with Maggie and Jasper and Daisy, Pixie and Felix went inside. It was too cold and they loved it. Camped out fine. I woke up about six, half six from a morning uh, poo. She's locked the side door (laughs) and the back door. So the side door's locked with the bolts but no key. So my key doesn't work. And she's left the key in the front door. So I can't get in, and I'm like panicking. I'm ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. No answer. Banging on the door. No answer. No response whatsoever. And I, I can't at this point. I'm touching cloth. It's just too bad. And I go, oh, fuck it. So I've gone round the side of the house, leant up against the wall, <laughs> and then just let nature take its course. Well, you've, and not, you've not taken your trousers off. Yeah, I have. Yeah, right. yeah sorry, Tom. Don't be ridiculous. I've taken them off. Well up. Well out the way. Finished up and then was like, right. What's it dropping onto? Just the grass. And then I've left, uh, I've come around the court, I've got no pants on, just my T-shirt. And then I've seen that one of the windows is open in the thing, <laughs> but it's a tiny window. So I've gone, right, fucking hell, I didn't need to, because I needed to go sea swimming as well, because I was going to go pick my brother-in-law up. So I've opened up the window and then clambered through it, hands first, head first, and my hands are on the floor. I'm in a t-shirt and nothing else with my pooey bum. And then Daisy opens the door and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And I went, "Don't, don't, don't, don't start. Don't ask. Just stop." And she was like, "What are you on about?" So I've gone upstairs, showered up. 
because you know I haven't been able to mm. you know do said activity. Before I leave, I said, "Days, don't open the side gate. Whatever you do, uh-huh. I'll go and see swimming. I'll be back in a bit." But so go see swimming, have a nice time, come back. I see the side gates open, oh, and no. I go, "Oh no!" I go around the side. It's gone. It's <gasps> vanished. I come around the back. I see the back. Bean, my cavapoo, and uh-huh. Zeus, my little black lab, both licking their lips. <laughs> <laughs> Need I say more? Okay, that's that's the thing. No relevance whatsoever to water. How the fuck did we get onto that? Just to clarify this extraordinary story. So you have, you've woken up in your back garden, you have taken your trousers and pants off, <laughs> you've had a shit down the side of the house in the grass, mm. you've tried to, tried to get through a window, your wife has come down to see you clothed, from the waist up with your naked shitty ass coming through a small window mm. and uh, when you've been swimming in the sea your two dogs have eaten all your shit that's where I was going because I asked you if you'd eaten shit before so back to the water <laughs> that number four was bad <laughs> water Joe's like what have I come into I know I know you listen to the show mate but fuck this isn't <laughs> this is Right, let's go back to the waters. Okay, so four. Let, do you want to grade these, Tom? Yeah, grade them nicest to to okay. least least tasteful. I actually think I I think number two for me is going to be my favourite, yeah. and then it's going to be one, then it's going to be three, and then four. So number one was London Water from the uh-huh. tap in the studio, but that I would have thought London Water would have been more chemical. Maybe it's what you're used to. Maybe your palate's used to it. Okay, so number I can't one taste is any chemicals in that. What, what, are you saying London water's good? Uh, nothing wrong with London water. Sorry, is that tap Absolutely. water? Yeah. I don't drink tap water. Where's the San Pellegrino? <laughs> Fuck's so your, sake. Your cellulite looks dramatically worse. <laughs> <laughs> so number two was bottled water, was Volvic. Oh. So that's our favourite. Was that your favourite as yeah, well? That was your favourite. I've gone two, one, three, four. Yeah, same. What did you go for, Water Joe? So I went for number three as the best one. Oh, the yeah. one that you guys didn't like. Where's it from? That's from the north. Skipton. Yeah, from Skipton. Okay, so what's the caveat to this number three that you've transported from Skipton, though? It did come down in a stainless steel bottle. Yeah. yeah. I was now hoping that, it wouldn't impact the taste. Yeah, but now that you've said that, I can definitely taste the steel and the rust, mm. can you? That might be the steel within you, though, Joe, you're tasting. You need to... S- Search for the steel inside yourself. You need to search for it. Have you, have you made Heather Small sound like Nelson Mandela? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Heather. Also, it's search for the hero inside yourself, isn't it? Yes, but Tom, oh, the, okay, the let's joke doesn't yeah, work yeah. if I say hero, so I changed it to steel, because you said that's probably the steel inside you, and if you carry on fucking up the show, <laughs> there's going to be some steel inside you in the form of a blade. Number four, please, Water Joe. So number four was, um, again, pool. another northern, Manchester. Manchester water. swimming Manchester. pool. Mm. Not a swimming pool. Not a swimming pool, no, not a pond. Straight from the tap. Really? Your water's rank. So from a tasteless, odourless liquid that we were talking about earlier, you can see a massive difference in where it comes from. So all of these samples are compliant and can be delivered to the tap. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just 
shows how, how different the taste can be depending on where it comes from. I was told, Water Joe, when I was a child that I shouldn't drink the water from the upstairs tap. Mm-hmm. Um, I never queried this. Just I just believed my mum and my dad. And then when I moved into a shared house in my early 20s, someone said to me, I think I couldn't get into the kitchen for some reason, and they said, why don't you get, ta- why don't you get a drink from the upstairs? And I said, you can't drink it. And they laughed at me. <laughs> so what is, the tr- what is the truth? So, um, yeah, there's truth in it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, historically, plumbing systems in houses involve tanks in the loft. So, um, all uh, properties that are fed from the water supplier have a drinking water tap in the kitchen. So, that's mains water straight from the network, straight from the water company, straight to the tap in the kitchen. Whereas, in your bathroom or your shower or anywhere upstairs, back in the day, that used to be fed from a tank in the loft. And these tanks were notoriously not well looked after, no lids on them. We find mice, rats, pigeons in these tanks. So, yeah, absolutely true in it. Don't be drinking from your tap. More modern plumbing systems, you've got mains water up there, but I'd still recommend not drinking from the tap that's next to the toilet. I would be drinking from the kitchen tap. I disagree. I was told the same, Tom. Were you? Yeah, that you shouldn't drink from the water upstairs when I was young. And I, I I laughed in the face of that comment. Ha 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 ha. Like that. And I did drink that water regularly because my mind told me that I should do that to build up a stronger immunity. Yeah, I like that theory. I thought like, yeah, I wanna I wanna drink some water with some rotten pigeon in it because that's gonna build it might make me a little bit ill, but it's gonna build up a really strong immunity because the more germs you're exposed to, the stronger you think. And I'll kill you, everyone. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Which either way. And lo and behold, I have no idea whether it's made any difference to my immunity <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> but I genuinely used to drink that, thinking, yeah, this much better. I'd drink it from the tap as well when you put yeah. it in the cup. You'd just be, <laughs> oh, that'll do. Yeah, cool. The, pro- the practical problem uh, of this for me, Water Joe, is that let's say you've had a few scoops the night before. And middle of the night you go for a pee and you are so thirsty, you can more effectively stay half asleep if you slurp from the bathroom tap. Mm -hmm. If I was to go downstairs, try and find a glass, kitchen tap on, blah, 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 I'm much more woken up. True. So you can't tell if the the hangover is from the beer or from the tap you've been drinking out in the bathroom. But there is a there is a bigger bigger sort of issue from this, which is contamination of water, which does happen. So we've talked about how it tastes when it comes out of your tap, and that's what water companies provide to the customers. We do get instances where we get contamination of that water, so we've provided it to the customer, and it's safe as it leaves our treatment works, and it's safe as it goes through the network. But things can happen. You know, plumbing installations can be done incorrectly. Um, You know, the age of the DIY, have a go hero, fixing the toilet or installing a new bathroom or whatever, can have an effect on the water quality. So, um, yeah, examples of uh, contamination at the minute, we've got an issue called, which is becoming sort of common, really, it's called a blue loo incident. A blue loo? Yeah. Blue loo? Yeah. So it's a disinfectant block that you put in your toilet cistern. You can buy a a little um, normally blue or pink disinfectant block that sits in your toilet system. When you flush the toilet, it flushes it with disinfectant water. We're getting 
sort of semi-regular incidents at the moment where that water from the system, the blue water that sat there, is actually coming out of the kitchen tap. What? How's that happening? So, again, going back to DIY, the age of everybody being able to have a go at anything, going to builders, merchants, screw fix, whatever, and being able to buy this, you know, new toilet, whatever it is, new filling valve, whatever it might be, installing it incorrectly, basically, having a go, getting it wrong. If it's installed incorrectly and you've, there's different levels in a, in a toilet system, if that is installed incorrectly, in some cases it can result in what we call backflow. So the water from the system... Never a good phrase, that is it. <laughs> come, the water from the system comes back into the drinking water pipework. Water does flow in the wrong direction sometimes and it brings this blue water with it. So we get quite a lot of calls saying the water in the morning when I open the tap is, is bright blue and it's coming from the toilet system. So these are pretty common now, unfortunately, and we have to go out and inspect them. Right, this, this whole how much water do you need to drink? Well, I think we need to get into this. So do they mean you have to drink three or four litres of water as water, or can some of that be a cup of tea or beer? Absolutely. So uh, fruit juices, tea, coffee will will rehydrate you, absolutely. What? Um, we get a lot of water in here as well from us food. So it's not that you just have to chug four litres of cold water every day. You do take a lot. You do take a lot. Sorry, <laughs> your chair just collapsed. <laughs> I was trying to do it suddenly, but uh, it seems to have dropped quite dramatically. I'm sorry about that. How so, much water do you drink a day, Joe? Like pure water? Just water, I mean, rather than this amount of coffee, this amount of juice? Um, probably half a litre. Is that all? Yeah, I don't really like it. So you drink a lot of coffee, tea? I I have about two or three coffees, I reckon. Um, and then uh, some ice ice cream. I have ice creams, ice lollies. They count, they're frozen water. Um, what, else, what else do I eat? Uh, you want to know what I eat? Uh, well, so I assume with the sport that you're in that you eat quite a lot. I like the way you phrase that. <laughs> that was just, I was, I was just saying as, that. Yes, yeah, the sport. Yes, yeah, the, the, yeah, the requirement sport. of your sport. It's definitely the sport. So you'll get a lot of fluid from the food that you eat. Yeah, so I get my fluid in my food, mate. Where did you get your fluid from? It's funny you should ask that, Joe, because I haven't argued with my dad most Christmases because my dad doesn't believe in water. He says it's well, it, 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 it exists. <laughs> Wow, wow, he, this is really... He's got some problems here. We've got to really help him out. So in the same way, Joe, you say you don't drink much water because you don't like it, he takes that to its logical conclusion, which is he doesn't drink water because it's not very nice. So he'd have a cup of tea and a coffee mm-hmm. and say, well, I'm, I'm drinking water. So on Christmas Day, at some point, because the boozing starts quite early, everyone else in the family will ask for a glass of water or get a glass of water, and he laughs at them. Because he says you've just had a gin and tonic. And his point is that the tonic water is water and that if you had a pint of beer, the beer is mainly water. So you don't need to drink water. The tonic will rehydrate you to a degree, absolutely, because it's liquid. Yeah, but the alcohol then dehydrates, dehydrates you. slightly. So, you so, have, this is the argument that happens every Christmas day. Ultimately, your body will tell you when to drink. Some people will drink more than others. You will feel thirsty when you need to drink, and your body will tell you that. So whether it comes from tea or coffee or fruit juice, your body will tell you what you need. Is your mind blown, Jack? <laughs> it doesn't have to be tap water. It doesn't have to be bottled water. Just trying to remember when I last time I heard my body. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he turned around and went, 
Oh, yeah, have an appetizer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm trying to tap into... I've been trying to rid those voices and now I'm tapping back into them. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. I'm interested in what you said earlier about... I, th- I, th- I think it's ridiculous, I'm calling bullshit on it, that we're drinking the same water that cavemen did. Mm-hmm. Where's it gone, Joe? What do you mean? The water that they drank, where's it gone? It's just just evaporated. Th- and then when it cools? When it cools. Where, once it's evaporated and it goes up. Yeah. And it gets colder as it goes up. Yeah. And it condenses and falls. Why is, it, why is it falling? It's just a gas now. So it forms clouds. So we're going back to like primary school geography. <laughs> forms clouds, rains. <laughs> <laughs> Goes back into the rivers, into the reservoirs, and starts again. And eventually, that will be processed, right? Treated, all right, and drank. All right, fucking pair of clever clogs here. <laughs> you want to go with that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go with that one? Fine. If that's the case. Why are we in such a panic about our waters running out? That we're wasting water that they say have have a bath instead of a shower. Mm-hmm. Is that true? By the way, is it, should you is a bath better than a shower? So a bath will be about eighty liters of water. That's our standard bath. Mm. A seven minute shower will be less than that. So obviously, if you've been in the shower for twenty minutes, it's going to make a difference. Also, now we've got big power showers and big rainfall heads and stuff like that, which is going to use a lot of water. But, yeah, generally, showers are more um, you got efficient. Big, you got a big rainfall head? No, I don't like them because I don't like the way it just lands on top of your head. I like a nice directional one. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't like it the way it lands on top of your head? No. You don't like getting your head wet? No, I don't mind my head. What if I want to like wash my tummy or my leg? You just... Like lean back a exactly. bit. Exactly. Why would you lean back when you can have a directional one where you can spray it directly onto the? Oh, yeah. I see. That's a little insight into your life. <laughs> uh, you know, when you go to a hotel and it gets the double, it could, the switch can go either way. Yeah. Do you get really upset when you, let's say, you want it on one setting and it blasts you in the face or freezes you the other setting? Do you know what I mean? Very rarely have I been. <laughs> you like a, you like a, a rainfall one, do you? Yeah, I love a rainfall one. A nice yeah. like like. Like real heavy water. What like about if, big? What if you're trying to wash a, an area that my undercarriage? Yeah. What do you mean? But the water's on your head. You know, bend over. <laughs> you know, you scrub. You get your soap on your hand. You scrub your undercarriage. Everything. Like, what are you doing in a shower, mate? Well, you could. The whole point of the directional ones is you can shoot direct, it up. Yeah. Yeah, but like you just bend over it. Plus, you're getting some back stretching in there. Maybe you should. That's where you're going wrong. That's why your back's always sore because you're not washing your undercarriage bent over. <laughs> go back to go back to your S and C guy. Go back to your physio, and you say, "Look, I've I've solved it now. I'm going to bend over in my shower and wash me undercarriage like that and stretch your back out." There you go. You're welcome. That's Thank all you, you need Joe. to say. There you go. But going back to what you were saying, yeah. <laughs> uh, Hang on, yeah. So we, how are we running out of water if we're drinking the same water as the cavemen? So, quite a serious point, really. We are. Uh, we need to change fundamentally our relationship with water and how much we use so we're not running out of water there's the same amount of water on the earth we're just using too much of it we are our consumption has increased massively over the last sort of 50 years and if we don't 
do something and address this, we are going to be hitting problems in the next probably 50 years. We're going to be looking at water shortages. Do you know much about what our biggest, why we've started consuming more water? Or so, what's the biggest areas that we're so, using water? So, uh, fashion, big issue. Fashion? Yeah. How are you wearing water? So, to produce a, a just a cotton T-shirt, we use about two, I say we, the the, the uh, fashion industry uses about 2,200 litres of water. For one T-shirt? To produce a T-shirt. So that's growing the cotton, cleaning it, dyeing it, um, all the things that goes into the process. There's about 1,200 litres of water used to make a pint of beer. How? For growing the hops, growing the barley, diluting the water, cleaning all the equipment down in the breweries. 1,200 litres of water, one pint of beer. So similarly on the, on the, uh, the pint thing, uh, same with the burger. So it's about 1,100 litres of water. 1,100 litres for a burger? To, to make a single burger. What so about steak? Uh, similar, yeah. So that's the feed that goes into the cattle. Yeah, but my my devil's advocate in me is saying we're using that 1,200 litres, mm-hmm. but then we just reuse it. So yeah, it so goes that, back into the earth, so we're just reusing it. So, so that what's starts the a process. So back in the day, that 1,200 litres would have been sat in our reservoirs waiting for us to drink it. It's not now. It's part of another process. We've got to wait for that water to become available again. Right. So we're spreading it. I say we, this happened all over the world. We're spreading it on fields. We're spreading it on crops. We're not keeping it in our reserves for us to drink. So it's not that we are running out of water. We're running out of accessible water for us to drink. And that's down to consumerism. That's down to down to us ultimately, because we want fast fashion. We want burgers on the shelves. You know, ultimately we've got to change what we do. I've seen something in the news the other week about H and M going for a sort of full cycle process of you know making their garments and then recycling them and then doing something with them. And this all builds into what we're talking about here with the potential shortage of water in the future. So how Joe and I are both now terrified. Um, by this apocalyptic vision you've painted of a world without water. How can we easily save water, Joe and I? Should Joe and I go a week without washing? Should my smelly top go unwashed? So there are things everybody can do, you know, little things. Like we all started recycling, we do that now. We all do a little bit and we make a difference. Um, things like only putting your washing machine on when it's full. Don't just put it in with a couple of shirts. You know, showering, not bathing, we mentioned that. Things like using a watering can instead of a hose in your garden, just just basic things. Not running the tap when you're brushing your teeth. There's about six litres a minute that goes down the tap when you're brushing your teeth, when you leave that running. So just simple things, turning that off. There's a phenomenon at the minute called the courtesy tap, which is becoming an issue. <laughs> there were research done in America, that they surveyed a 1,000 Americans, and according to the research, so this is in America, so I would say it's happening over here as well. From the research, one in three Americans run the tap while they go to the toilet to cover any embarrassing oh. noises. What, in their house? Yep. Have you done that, Joe? No. What so, are you, what, I've no quite... Look, I've, I have issues with shitting in public. I don't mean on the street. I think everybody's got issues with shitting in public. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I struggle to shit in a pub or out at a restaurant or thingy because not because I'm embarrassed or think I just I think it's more of a hygiene thing I like I like my toilet I like knowing that I've sat on that toilet most of the time and that the other people that have sat on that toilet 
are sort of in my family so like um that's the sort of thing whereas there's so many toilets out there even though if they're really nice toilets it's just a thing um but i've no qualms with with pooing or the sound like the one at work for example mm. we've got four traps trap one trap two mm-hmm. trap three trap four you know so really mm. easy names to remember mm. you know I'll, I'll tend to use trap one most of the time because i use trap one a lot so it gives me confidence that i've used that a lot mm-hmm. and then someone will come in trap two and there's always that awkward pause from them and you know what it's like people like holding in it a little bit and they don't want to put and it's like why are you holding it in I'm, I'm going to make the same noise as, as you All right. and thingy. So I just go, like, they'll just release, and I go, wonderful. All right, well, let's, this sounds good in theory, so I'm going to give you a, a range of noises, yeah. and I want your genuine reaction, OK? Well, I'm trap one. No, no, <laughs> I'm in trap one. No, I'm in tra- That's my toilet. Oh, right, I'm in trap two, then. Yeah, you can go right. two. OK, ready? <laughs> nice. That's what you'd say? Yeah. OK. And then I wouldn't get. I often don't get a response back. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. most people don't know who's in what trap, do you? You don't go, "Hi, Joe's going in trap one." Hi, Simon's entering trap two. You know, it's not like that. You just enter, like you shuffle in, trap one. And then that go. I'll go nice, and okay. then there won't be a response. All right, next one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what you'd say. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Fucking hell! What did you have? <laughs> That'll be that, and then it'll be like you—you you might get one or two like in the other traps that hear that that just go <laughs> to that, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that is awful! What are you doing there? And for me, I think that breaks the ice and then allows two, three, and four to just let Come loose in. and go ba, and then it's one big game of battleships. So then <laughs> it's you then take it in turns. And then at the end, we all finish, and you go, well, I clearly won. <laughs> right. Enough of the poo chat. My wife always insists on drinking hot water. I'll say, do you want a cup of tea? And she'll know I'll have a hot water. And I go, what? She'll say, I'll have a hot water. And she'll sit there, and she'll drink a cup of hot water. Now, I'd really like someone to tell me, is that bad for you? Hot water straight from the tap? No, I've from boiled the kettle. it. Yeah, I've kettled it. Fine, nothing wrong with that. But the tap? Well, the tap water's bad, is it? Uh, so I wouldn't recommend, it's had to know we plumbing system, but I'd boil it first. would be the right thing to do. Killing it. So if you store water, so normally your, your boiler or your cylinder would store water at like 65 degrees, which would kill off any of that bacteria. It cools down between leaving the boiler and getting to the tap. So I wouldn't want to encourage anybody to do that because you're potentially, very unlikely, but potentially got that bacteria in that. So boiling it, fine. Slice of lemon, absolutely fine. Good for you. Okay, I'll bring it. I'll, I'll, I'll give it some lemon. Green light. Yeah. Give it well played, Daisy. What about fish? Can they drink water? Uh, they'll ingest water through the gills. Well, yeah. they don't drink it. <laughs> what through the mouth? What no. do they drink then? Do they get thirsty? They'll ingest, so, so like sharks ingest salt water through the gills. How come they can drink it yeah. and we can't? So they've got a little gland in their um, kidneys that filter the salt out. I've got another good uh, shark fact. Ooh, go on. The salt content of a shark's blood is the same as the salt content of the seawater that they swim in. Now, is that is that for a reason? That's all I've got on that fact. Oh. <laughs> and we will say a big thank you to Water Joe. 
Thanks for, for having me. For flooding our brains with knowledge. Oh, my God. What? Okay, let's do some more of them then. Go on then. Okay. Um, thank you for... <laughs> thank you for bringing in such wonderful knowledge that at times vaporised into air, into a gas, and then, you know, you sent it up there, and by sending it up there, you sent it to my brain, and then it cooled down, and in that process, it formed clouds in my head, <laughs> and I felt like I was floating, and then it rained, and it rained joy and love, and I just want to share that joy and love with you, and also with the listeners. And I want to say thank you, because without you, I wouldn't be able to cry. Because <laughs> if I didn't have water, I wouldn't have tears. You're welcome. <laughs> Is it my turn now? Yeah. For a, for a water-based pun? Yes, please. If you drink too much of your own pee, you're in trouble. You should leave. <laughs> you should leave. I'm not even saying goodbye. That was fucking bad. <laughs> Joe, as a result of today's episode, are you A, going to drink more water, or B, drink less water? I think I'm going to drink more. Tell me why. I want to drink more because I don't think I drink enough. And every time I do drink more, I genuinely feel better for it. Also, off air... An anonymous tip. An anonymous tip. <laughs> Off air, we got an anonymous caller who rang up, strangely enough, like she didn't she didn't give her name or anything, and I don't know how she knew her in here, but she she gave us a tip that apparently you should drink more water to stop your poo from getting all sticky and <laughs> horrible. So it helps with your whole system. So not only does it hydrate you and make you think better because your brain's full of water and it's hydrated and not only does it help flush your system out of all the bad toxins that, that we also produce, it makes your poos less sticky. So I'm drinking more water. I think it actually, wasn't it that it makes your poos less hard? That You know when you do those little walnut ones? Have you ever done one of those? I've never done a walnut poo. All right, a series of walnuts. I've never done a series of walnuts. Grapes? I've never done a poo smaller than an aubergine. <laughs> right, imagine if that aubergine that comes out of your arse is really hard. Yeah. Would that be more uncomfortable than a soft aubergine? Don't know, I don't like aubergines. OK, if you'd like to support the show, search for Joe Marler Show on Patreon. If you would like another podcast to listen to, why not try Joe? We didn't start the fire. Now, this is a history podcast, but it uses Billy Joel lyrics to try and explain why the world is like it is today. There are episodes about Richard Nixon, North Korea, Joseph Stalin, Marilyn Monroe. It's getting very nice reviews at the moment, so get involved. Search for We Didn't Start the Fire in your podcast app. Next week, who's on? Tell me, please, Tom. Joe, next week we have got a famous forensic pathologist. That's someone who builds paths, is it? Yes, I can't wait. I can. <laughs> Crowd Network, a place where you belong. <laughs>